everybody. What the fuck is going on? Welcome to the show this week. Uh, very spooky show. It's a pre-Halloween show. Very excited. <laughs> many, many exciting things are going to happen later on the show that are Halloween related. But first, before we get started, I would like to mention our sponsor, the premier sponsor, not the gay sponsor, but the premier sponsor of Agoras Nexus, which is a website listing for those who are free thinkers that offer loads of products from seeds to ebooks, publishing uh, custom knives, crypto, coffee, and more. Check them out at agorasnexus.com. With us today, if you uh, didn't listen to her or watch our podcast when she was on the first time, most certainly you are familiar with at least one piece of her art because it is our logo she i I commissioned her to uh help us out and do a custom logo which we all fell in love with uh immediately and and in fact i think christopher uses it quite often on social media as his actual picture so it's we all we all loved it very much the very talented and smart full metal magdalene is here once again to talk to us today thank you very much for joining us once again i'm really happy to be back thanks for having me on absolutely so You've got a lot of stuff going on right now. You're obviously an extremely talented artist. You know, the last time we talked to you, we went through your process of how you got started with with art, what your art specifically and drawing and all that good stuff. But there there might be some confusion in the audience, the 11 and a half of the fans that listen on a regular basis. Uh, could you explain like at full white belt level we don't this is our first day in the dojo we don't even know how to bow into the mat can you please explain to the audience what an nft is yeah sure so um funny enough i decided to look around at like the different articles that were being written about what nfts were and i noticed that even though i'm familiar with how to engage with them and use them even the write-ups they were were like the way they were wording I was like what are you talking about like I think they're either using a lot of jargon to confuse people on purpose or like because they just to hide that they don't know what they're talking about I don't know like what it is but I think the best way to describe it is to compare it to social media because we're all familiar with social media mm -hmm. so um on social media you post your content um, what a lot of different file format options, depending if you use like Instagram or YouTube or Twitter or whatever. And when you upload it to the platform, um, it's on their centralized servers and they pretty much just assume ownership of the content from there. They get any of the revenue that's gained from people visiting the site and consuming your content. And then they maybe if you're lucky, will give you some of the dividends, but you have to jump through a bunch of hoops to get there. Um, it's a really small amount and then they get to hang, uh, their rules over your head for what you create. Otherwise they can take that monetization away. So with an NFT, it's that same content that you would upload as a creative to any of those platforms, but you retain ownership because so, and I compare it to OpenSea cause that's the one that I have the most experience with. And that's just an open NFT marketplace. Um, so when you upload your content on there, it's not free to upload like social media. You are going to have to pay a small fee um, to upload the data and it's on a decentralized network. So OpenSea doesn't own it. It's on the blockchain. There's different options. They use Ethereum or um, Polygon. And so, but that money incentivizes the people that run the decentralized network to actually upload your data on there. Um, and then once you upload it, it still belongs to you. So the website just helps you show what you hold in your wallet. So once you put it up there, it sits in your wallet, just like a crypto does. So it's in the same wallet. And then when you decide to either send it to another person's wallet as a gift or put it up for sale, um, it's kept on the immutable ledger that you were the original publisher of the content. And then uh, it keeps track of everybody who receives it after you. And if it's being sold, you can set residual sales on it. So you can get like five, 10% of all future sales put back to you as the original creator. And then when people like your work and they think that you're going to be really successful and they buy your stuff early on, those NFTs are going to gain value and they're actually going to make money with you. Fantastic. So, uh, I, I appreciate that uh, 
detailed explanation because I don't even think I was 100% sure what we were dealing with. I know it was pissing off a lot of uh, regular folk, um, and which usually could be a pretty good thing. So you covered this a little bit, uh, but if you wouldn't mind explaining now, what do NFTs offer to creative individuals or collectives, but you know, like for yourself, like what is it that is an incentive for you to go with NFTs? What what is it about that? Like, what are we looking at as far as is it cutting out traditional uh, channels and avenues? Like you talked about initially, like what the original process prior to this would be. Like, what what are the um, what does it offer to creative uh, folks such as yourself? Um. First off, it helps you to retain ownership of what you create. And it also verifies that you're the original creator because it comes from your wallet. So, uh, you know, people in a lot of industries, there's counterfeits or things like that, but it's a way of verification that it comes from you. Um, I mean, even something is like, I know a lot of people when they come up with a good meme, they'll want credit for the meme, but other people will take it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you made a meme and you mint it as an NFT, it will actually show, hey, this person created it first. Um, there's the, the royalties that you can get as things resale is huge. Um, you can publish your stuff and sell your, your creations. Like you could put your podcast on as an NFT. You could do movies as NFTs, books. Um, you could do comic series that continue to go to people who've bought previous NFTs. So there's a lot of different options and there's just nobody in between you and your consumers or your fans. So all profits go to you. And then I think it's really great to be able to share those profits with people who support you as well. And there's just no third party there. I mean, OpenSea does take a fee for um, facilitating the sale, but it's like two and a half percent. So it's just tiny compared to what you're dealing with, with like publishers or YouTube or uh, a music label. Do you feel that this is going to lead to more uh, individuals, uh, you know, getting into their own creativity? Because the way I looked at this when you and I had uh, spoken initially, uh, you know, when we're talking about you mentioned these things, like, for example, art galleries, music labels and publishing houses, these these groups can act as as like, you know, legitimately gatekeepers saying you do have to play 100% by our rules, we will determine what gets out into the marketplace if you want to utilize us. And now that, like you just said, the, in my the way I'm looking at it, that gatekeeper has been totally removed from uh, the path of those who want to access the marketplace directly, which is the way it ought to be minute one. And I think that it's really cool that individuals such as yourself no longer like i mean you imagine going through all the trouble you know 30 years ago trying to get your work out into the marketplace to get exposure you know to what you're creating all of the hoops i mean you talked about it a little bit already all the things that you'd have to do and this essentially has eliminated all of that where like you said it's direct interaction between you and your fans but also you're you know in a way it's like the community is supporting itself and the big theme of this show and of course the the community that we're all a part of is the idea of decentralization there's no longer this this you know this central authority that is going to be determining what direction things go it's legitimately and very literally the marketplace that is determining that which is the way it should be have you um have you seen a lot of success with uh, the art that you're putting out there, like, are you selling a lot of things? Like, I mean, what's the turnaround that we're looking at, you know, from start to finish, like when you start an NFT to when you sell it, how long is that process taking and how much success have you seen thus far? All right. Yeah, that's great. So I think one of the misconceptions about doing NFTs is because there are so many NFTs that are making ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, people think, oh, I just get into NFTs and I'll make a lot of money. But the the burden of advertisement is now on the creator because that was one of the things that came with a gallery or a publishing house or whatever. Is it's like, well, now they're invested in you being profitable if they do choose to take you on. So they were going to be like, we're going to use our network. We're going to get your name out there. We're going to advertise for you and make sure that we get sales off of you because otherwise we're wasting our time. Mm. Um, so... 
I got into NFTs just under like two years ago, I think. And I didn't really start making sales until about a year in, give or take. And it was like one. And then, so, cause it was like, I had to build my social media following. I had to start doing commissions and kind of work it, letting people kind of see how I work and kind of getting my name out that way. And so you, and like, you can use social media for that. That's a really great way for an independent artist to get their name out there. Um, but I've actually, so I just auctioned off the first two pieces of my crypto slip collection. Uh, the auctions closed two days ago and I made just under four Ethereum on the first two. So that was about $14,000. Wow. That's pretty. Congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. That's fantastic. Wow. So it was like, it was two years though of like, just really pushing and like a lot of hours of not making any money and just like working towards it. So you are going to have to put in that grunt work. But once you, once you get there and once you build that audience and people want what you're creating, then you'll see the payoff. I, I think that that's fantastic. Like you've realized you've done like a self-realization. You committed to something and now you're seeing the positive results of that. I, I, I couldn't be more happy for you. I and mean, that's tremendous. So congratulations to you on that. It's well-deserved, well-deserved. Um, when you talk about that, you know, like you said, you know, the investment that you have to make that the individual creator has to make or creators, the collective group or whoever's, you know, producing these, is this more about, like when we talk to Sal the Agorist about cryptocurrency and people need to stop looking at it as a way to get rich as opposed to a way to get free, does that principle still, it feels like that principle rather applies directly to what you're talking to us about, that this is more of getting the individual free from those traditional avenues. And, you know, like you said, it's not going to be an instant, maybe some for some people like, you know, the exception could be that there are people that get wealthy instantly, but that's not the rule. The rule is what you just described, which is putting in the time, the work and building your audience, you know, the hard road to, to trod. And then you finally, you know, once you cross that threshold, you see the payoff. Do you look at this as a way to keep yourself free as in you don't have to work a traditional job let's say you don't have to go back to what you did prior like this is your future you're actually working for your own future at this point you know completely independent of those restraints that would have existed in the past that is what i'm hoping for and kind of, and it seems like that's the direction it's going in with uh, how well the initial auctions went because i still have 109 pieces in that collection to go so if it continues to go well, um, I, I, I'm hoping like I can call myself a professional artist at this point. Um, and, and it was so huge for me because I, I really started taking my art seriously when um, the lockdowns came because I was like, there's no way that the that waitressing is gonna be so reliable for an income with all these things that are going on. And, and then that ended up being true even when they started reopening things like uh, my previous, the job that I had before the lockdown, um, they started like, they changed everything to like tip pooling and you had to tip out a whole lot more to like support the other staff. So they kind of started really coming in and taking a lot of the money. Mm. Um, and then business was just down in general. You had to work wearing a mask, which is just awful. Um, and so I'm really glad to have been working. You know, I, I would try and take time off and I was really hoping it would I would be able to quit and not work in a restaurant, um, but I had to go back quite a few times, but I'm hoping that this time I'll be able to just continue to work for myself. That's fantastic. I, um, I, I don't see how you're not going to, I mean, like, I know that we're batting for the home team here because, you know, we commissioned you to help us out, but um, your, your artwork is definitely uh, tremendous. It is, it's, it's a lot of fun. I always like it every time I see it. I really enjoy it. Now, are you, are you um still getting the same amount of following on BitChute? Like, are, I know that BitChute's really like was your bread and butter for a while. Are you expand like has anything materialized on YouTube, for example? Like, what social media platforms are you seeing the most growth right now compared to where you started uh, earlier? 
So I ended up having an issue with my content that I was creating for BitChute and YouTube because the, so I was using Musicbed for the songs to put over my time-lapse and my art videos. Mm. And I had an issue with the licensing being cleared on my orgasmic shockers videos. And so I wrote in and I asked them to clear it and they had done that in the past. And they wrote back to me and they're like, actually, we think that your content is inappropriate. It doesn't follow our licensing. Um, we don't want any adult sexual content. And so we're gonna ask you to like, we, no, she didn't even ask. She just said, I canceled your membership. The payment had just gone through like three days earlier. And she's like, I have a refund coming to you but we don't want you using our music. So I, I kind of fell off on uploading there and I've had, other forms of censorship happen. Like TikTok took my crypto sluts off for sexual content so many times that I lost the ability to post for a while. Wow. Um, yeah. That's pretty awesome. So actually, that's, that's that's ridiculous considering the amount of people that are like half naked like <laughs> on that app. Like, give me give me a fucking break, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So oh, I've actually man. been safest on Twitter because Twitter seems to be the most okay with nudity. Um, but also the only platform I've specifically been told I'm going to be all right on is float. Cause Aaron was like, I don't see breasts as like not safe for work. I'm not even, I don't have to flag this stuff. Cause she's like, I see what you're doing is kind of more innocent nudity than like trying to be like sexually explicit. And like, I know when a piece is going to be a little more sexually explicit, I will flag it, but like she's made it clear that float is actually quite supportive. And I have a t-shirt design that just launched in their store um, that has the sailor girl with the free speech anchor that I'm super excited about. You can get your hands on that. Everybody can support uh, float.com while sporting some sexy full metal Magdalene art too. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to make sure that all of this is in the show notes. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to go on there and buy one. I'm, I'm really excited to get it. Well, yeah, awesome. man. Yeah. I mean, you, you sent us stickers for nothing. So the least that we can do is uh, buy some full metal Magdalene uh, merch. I think it's only appropriate. Plus we got to support our own people. We got to take care of our friends. Um, I want to talk to you about now, you talked about the censorship a little bit here with certain social media platforms. We did want to talk a little bit about the smear campaign by, you know, the likes of the legacy media real quick. Can you give us some examples as to what, you know, specific kind of smear that they do on this type of work? Yeah. So it's along the same lines as what they were saying about cryptocurrency. A lot of points about like it's, exuberant amounts of cost and energy. It's causing damage to the environment. Oh, I think my Uber food's here. Hold on a second. Sure. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right. Um, so uh, so they, they came on it really hard and then people really took to it. I had done a collaboration with an artist about a year and a half ago through mm -hmm. Instagram. And then all that news came out about NFTs. And I, he had kind of been in contact with me, but time had passed because I'd been so busy. And by the time I reached out to him, I was like, hey, like I would like to do another collaboration. I'm really sorry it took me so long to get back to you. And his response was something along the lines of like, it's probably for the best with how these NFTs are going. And then he like quietly like unfollowed me from everything. And I, I've never talked to him again. So people felt really strongly that these NFTs were just terrible for the environment and the artists were, who were getting into it were just selfish. And the funny thing is, is it's like there were so many artists making angry Twitter posts about like, fuck NFTs don't share your NFTs in this art share. Um, NFTs are the worst. And those posts are exactly the same as an NFT. It's just on a centralized platform. <laughs> this sweet, sweet irony. <laughs> yeah. Bad for the environment. 
I mean, I, I believe Christopher found an article when they said that about cryptocurrency and how much mm-hmm. it damages. And it's like, well, have you seen how much damage the U.S. dollar does? Uh, specifically, like with the fucking war machine. <laughs> I mean, right, really? Right? Like We're going to go there. The enforcement of like the U.S. dollar and the petrodollar has possibly been the, the, the most destructive force on the planet. So I don't want to hear any horse shit about how crypto or NFT is bad for the environment. Like, but wasn't there like whole suck shit through a straw, deal? asshole? Yeah, <laughs> it was something like the electricity and then like, you know, global warming or something crazy. And it's like, well, what about, you know, all the like buckets of wa- gallons of water being like funneled into California and then all the lights there and the light pollution that that doesn't do anything to the environment, just cryptocurrency, though. Yeah. Yeah. Crypto anything, really. Yeah. Because it's a threat to the establishment. I mean, you know, like what did Alex Jones always tell us? You know, you're over the target when you start getting flack. Well, that's a great example of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that was my best Alex Jones impersonation, but um, no, you did, I, I did it my was best. Pretty good. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty grovelly, so it was on point. Excellent. Excellent. So <laughs> I want to talk to you about the Crypto Sluts Collection. So what is this project? How's it going? And what direction do you look? Uh, are you looking to take it into? So it's Crypto Sluts is an NFT collection that's going to be 111 one-of-one hand-drawn pieces. Each piece is a representation of a specific cryptocurrency, the project itself, and then the community that I've observed to be around it through Twitter and Telegram and and stuff like that. Um, It's my version of what I witnessed other successful NFT collections to be, including CryptoPunks, which I think is the most uh, commonly known about collection, um, which is why I went with CryptoSluts. But with that one and with a lot of other projects, they're utilizing computer generation to make a lot of the variations in the designs and the different NFTs. So it's, it's pulling from that um, trend, but kind of bringing it more into like fine art. So I've found I've had to really like explain that to people where it's like, this isn't computer generated. Every single one is like specifically made with a creative vision. And so I've been like posting the uh, time-lapse videos of it so that mm-hmm. people can actually see me go through the process to kind of show that. And it's an evolving project, so I don't have 111 done. Mm. I'm releasing them in sets of 10. So we've got the first 10 out. And then part of the utility of buying one of the NFTs, because that's been popular too, people want NFTs with utility. So when you purchase one of the crypto slips, you get to nominate and vote on future community choice crypto slips. So I'm planning to do like one community choice per set of 10 for the rest of the collection. And then since I'm launching a merch shop, each NFT has a one-time redemption for a free signed T-shirt of that specific slut T-shirt that they hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll like have a list of who's redeemed them probably on my website so that people who are looking to buy like in the secondary market can come and check and see if the T-shirt's still included. And then anybody actively holding an NFT from the collection will get 20% off the entire merch store as long as they hold it cool yeah that is very cool um definitely interested in all of that along with uh the rest of your work i think that's going to be fantastic and you know like you said that direct uh contact with you know the supporters and fans of your work i think it's fantastic so um where can folks go to see all of it like give us all the social links real quick to find your stuff uh you know wherever you're creating anything so the easiest one to remember is just fullmetalmagdalene.com. On there is up in the tabs, there's a like a link to the link tree that's going to be like any previous interviews I've done, any NFT collections I have. So that includes crypto slips, but I've got a variety of different collections like on blockchain art exchange um, and on like foundation and things like that. And then it'll also list all of my social media accounts as well. Fantastic. And we look forward to uh, 
uh, getting our hands on some of the merch. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of your work. I think we all are, obviously, uh, and we're all friends here. So I, I, I think it's wonderful to be able to support you directly. And um, I, I'm a big fan of your work. I hope you continue to su- see success for all the time and effort that you've invested and, you know, really see, you know, the self-visualization uh, where you are working for yourself permanently, uh, I think is a wonderful thing. So I hope you keep up the great work. Uh, before we get to everybody's favorite segment, and believe me, it is your favorite segment. Uh, I have some breaking news. Alex Jones, stop breaking news. Um, <laughs> Governor Meatball has been charged, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, really? Governor Meatball, the disgraced Andrew Cuomo. Uh, grandma killer. <laughs> grandma killer, yes. He killed more people than Osama bin Laden did on 9-11. <laughs> Uh, he's been charged with groping a former aide in Albany's executive mansion, a crime that could force him to register as a sex offender if he's convicted. So not a good day for the meatball. The meatball's in a lot of marinara right now. That, that heat's getting turned up. No cheese, uh, no cold regat to throw on him. He is deep in the marinara sauce. So that that's going to be provided in the show notes. You guys know that we are not big fans of the meatball, and I'm glad to see uh, hopefully the meatball, you know, get uh, you know a modicum of justice perhaps cut that big meatball in half and mm-hmm. flush it down the fucking toilet where he belongs along with his brother he's a big jerk off anyway ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen it is your favorite part of the show favorite part and it, most of these are halloween themed so i don't want anybody to get all worked up paul b get your pen out get your paper out let's get the fucking work everybody this is this is going to be fun now normally i do deliberate things to make sure that angel doesn't win and I've been, and I have been successful, and I believe I will be successful again, uh, because you know she's the boss, and sometimes you got to check that ego. Believe me, she'll beat me with a rubber hose when the show is over. <laughs> I haven't been able to unionize the shop yet, but we're working on it. So, th- as as you know, uh, Halloween, the big satanic holiday where everybody gets together and eats candy and praises Satan, because there's no listen, you guys. There's this fundamentalist Christian. I hand out candy for the kids on Halloween on the trick or treat. Because I enjoy seeing the kids out there with the costumes. I like it. I think it's fun. I like to see people having a good time. And I bogart some of the candy for myself because I bought it. It still belongs to me until I turn it over to you. But down the street from, I I pass it out at my mother and father's house. Down the street, there's this Christian family. And I call it the Lord's family. They've had so many goddamn kids. They had to get a bus to take them to the church. And they're all homeschooled, which is great. I'm not complaining about that. But they're all hanging about down there. Like, you know, hanging out. And then when, when Halloween comes... They pass out Bible passages and tell ki- and rulers, and they tell kids, uh, you know, that uh, this is the devil's holiday. So you can't even have fun at the Lord's family down the street. You know, I mean, I don't understand what the problem is, but me, I am the devil, and I will be handing out candy. Um, so Halloween theme, ladies and gentlemen, Halloween theme. Let's get started with question number one. The order will be Angel, then Christopher, and then finally our wonderful guest will round out the order. Number one. What was candy corn originally called? Was it A, chicken feed, B, devil's teeth, C, witch's nails, or D, spooky chews? (laughs) I totally want to go with spooky chews, but I think I'm going to go with C. Angel's going with C, witch's nails. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Christopher, what is your guess, please? Yeah, I'm going to go with Witch's Nails. You're going to go also with the Witch's Nails. Very well. Miss Full Metal Magdalene, what do you have? That was my guess, too. You are also going to go with the Witch's Nails. Ladies and gentlemen, we start off the game with a perfect score of absolutely nothing. It's a big fat zero. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the correct answer, if would you believe, is A, chicken feed. Damn um, it. <laughs> Damn that it. That was my second guess. Well. And you thought I was trying to trick you with the spooky chews. I almost had you, Angel. See that? <laughs> I'm going to make some candy and call it spooky chews. We should. Uh, adult candy, marijuana candy. And by the way, if you know anybody who's saying, oh, you know, there's a threat that the stoners are going to be putting edibles in, let me explain something to you right Nobody's now. Nobody's handing out drugs for None. free. No. None. Nobody is giving your children fucking expensive edibles. They're eating them and passing out the Reese cup to your kids because they're not jerk offs and stoners like their gear. With that being said, question number two, ladies and gentlemen, 
Number two, how many pounds of candy corn are produced each year? Is it A, 7 million pounds, B, 11 million pounds, C, 100 million pounds, or D, 35 million pounds? Angel, your guess, please. I'm going to say A. Angel's going with the big lucky number seven, okay? Christopher, your guess, please. B. B is in uh, Brosif? Yes. Okay, that's 11 million pounds. Full Metal Magdalene, what is your choice? Go with C. You're going with C. Ladies and gentlemen, we are 0 for 2 in this game so far. I hate to tell everybody the answer is D as in Dick. It is 35 million pounds of candy that's corn. That's surprising. I, you know what? 35 million pounds and most people say that they don't like it but somebody must really fucking like candy corn um i'll eat it just because it's sugar and if that's like the last thing it's kind of like those hard italian candies you know if you you mix it with if you mix it with peanuts it tastes like a payday i've heard i've i've heard like salted like it legit i like paydays oh yeah mix it just salted peanuts and candy corn tastes just like a payday this is an excellent Um, idea so, so if you like paydays You'd probably like that combo, but candy corn by itself. Not so much. Not so I, much. Like two pieces and that's it. Usually I like, I'll have like one or two every time I'm like, oh, let's see if what I do like do? You yet. count it out. You're like, okay, here's my yearly well, no, allotment. Like, it's always like in a bowl, you know what I mean? And so like you're, you go to grab it and you, you like grab more than one sometimes. Like that's just, that's what happens to me. I'm just a sick man. If there's candy, like I said, it's like those Italian candies that are super hard. I'm a sick. I am. I'm a. I have a, an addiction, and it is to candy and barbecue spare ribs and Chinese food and many other culinary it's, treats. It's a sickness, and I'm it a is. victim here. It, I am a victim, and I, and I need treatment with a Dairy Queen Blizzard. Uh, but yeah, they're they're not my first choice. But if they're my only choice, I'm fucking eating it. So, um, number three, ladies and gentlemen, number three. Here we go. We got a history one. Why are black cats associated with Halloween? Is it a the Irish thought that their dead ancestor souls were in the cat. B, the Puritans thought they were used for witchcraft. C, the church declared them agents of Satan. Or D, they were eaten by the Celts on Halloween pre-Christian era. Angel, what's your guess? I'm going to go with B. Angel is going with B, Puritans of witchcraft. Christopher, your guess, please. I'm also going to go with B. Christopher is also blaming the Puritans. <laughs> Full Metal Magdalene. Full Metal, too. Full Metal's go. Oh, ladies geez. and gentlemen, we have a perfect round in the other direction. Everybody got that right. right. Those motherfucking Puritans ruining all the good fun. And <laughs> they I don't always even, do. They do. They're awful. They're awful. Uh, number four. This is another. This is a good one. You guys are going to like this one. Number four. What did Scottish women hang to see their future husbands on Halloween? I'm going to repeat that. What did Scottish women hang to see their future husbands on Halloween? Was it A, entrails of black cats? B, a mirror in front of a chamber pot? C, wet sheets in front of a fire? Or D, Bible pages from Genesis over hot soup? (laughs) I think I'm going to pick C. Uh, Angel's going with C, huh? Okay. Christopher? (laughs) <laughs> sees the wet sheets right yes yeah, yeah i'm gonna go with that because the mirror in the chamber pot like that's scotland like, you what are you, yeah what are you gonna do watch yourself poop like come on <laughs> <laughs> well i mean most 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 future husbands end up you know turning like, to shit um, right he's like know. oh that's shit there's my future husband <laughs> <laughs> god damn it um full metal magdalene what do you what do you guess i don't know let's see if it is weird let's go with b <laughs> You're going to go with a mirror in front of the chamber pot. You are a brave soul, but unfortunately, the other two did get it right. Uh, see, I, I aimed to get Angel, and instead I got Full Metal Magdalene. What a jerk. It is, in fact, the Scotch women would put wet sheets in front of a fire to see their future husbands only on Halloween. Once November 1st rolls around, that trick does not work. I don't know if you guys knew that, but it's confirmed. Um, number five. What month in the U.S. sees the most tornadoes on average? It's not a Halloween question. Was it A, May, B, October, spooky tornado, (laughs) C, June, or D, 
April. Angel? I'm going to say April. Angel's going with April. All right. Christopher, your guess, please. I'm going to go with June. Christopher's going with June. Full Metal Magdalene, what is your guess? Spooky October. Spooky <laughs> October. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another perfect round in the other direction. That is zero. <laughs> oh. It is a May, which has an average of 250 tornadoes. 250. Ooh. You could boo it all when day you, long. When you first asked that question, like I was like, oh, it's got to be March. And then that wasn't even one of the options. Like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh number number six this is another this is a geography question ladies and gentlemen not not a spooky one okay all right which u.s state has the longest coastline is it a comufornia b florida the dong of america c alaska the last frontier or d hawaii home of dog the bounty hunter go ahead angel what do you got Ooh, i don't know i'm, I'm torn between alaska and hawaii I'm going to say Alaska. Angel's going with Alaska. All right. Christopher? I'm going to go with Alaska. Christopher is also guessing the last frontier. Full Metal Magdalene? Alaska. Alaska. All right. Excellent. We have a perfect round. Everybody got that one right. It is Alaska with 6,640 miles of coast. All right. Excellent work. We are. You didn't are... trick me. No, I didn't. I got to step my game up. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real goddamn shame. Number seven. In which country is it illegal for a boy under 10 to see a mannequin naked? I'm going to read that again. In which country is it illegal for a boy to, under 10 to see a mannequin naked? Is it A, U.S. and they, B, Japan, C, Thailand, or D, Scotland? Angel. B. Angel's going with Japan. Okay. Christopher. Um, I'm going to go with Thailand. Christopher is going with Thailand. Japan. Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another zero. The correct answer is Scotland. Apparently, this is really? a problem in Scotland. Okay. Yes. I don't know why. They got sheets for fires, chamber pot. I made that up. There's no chamber pot. They don't look for their husband. But anyway, it's, there's something strange going on up there. They're great people, though. We like them. Um, number eight. In which country is it illegal to linger after a funeral has taken place? So think they've put the body in the ground or the incinerator where yours truly will be headed. And you're just hanging out for too long and you get a you get a fine. I'm not even it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It really does happen. In which country is it illegal, illegal to linger after a funeral has taken place? Is it a England, B, communist China, C, South Africa or D, Brazil? Mm. I'm going to say South Africa. Angel's going with South Africa. Okay, Christopher. I'm going to go with Brazil. Christopher's going with Brazil and Full Metal Magdalene. What do you have? I'm going to go with Brazil. You're going with Brazil. Ladies and gentlemen, I am tripping up everybody on this quiz time. The correct answer is jolly old England. So from mannequins in Scotland not being allowed to be looked at when they're naked if you're under 10, to hanging out for a little bit too long after a funeral, how fucking dare you? You also have to pay for a TV license there, for, if I'm not mistaken. If you watch live television, you have to pay a yearly fee. Whatever. Um, okay. Okay. They're great people. It's just their rules are really strange. but They don't sound like they're great. You have to pay yeah, extra do. for the TV and you can't there's, hang out after funeral. There's nothing wrong with their people. It's the government. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, the government. Yeah. I Same think. way with our country. Most Agreed. of the people here are pretty decent. I agree with that. government fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, boy. They all suck. There is an order of the suck. There definitely right. is an, a pecking right. order. Yeah, <laughs> levels of sucktitude, if you will. Right. Right. And communist China, North Korea. I mean, that's gold and silver medal, respectively. Don't worry, U.S. Don't forget Australia. Oh, Christ. What a fucking nightmare. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. An terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They actually have a camp. Yeah. Because that 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 apparently didn't go out of popularity after, you know, certain camps that were created not only during the Second World War. For but real? the Gula Yeah. They have a fucking camp. I didn't know they had a camp. They have a quarantine camp and you do not mm -hmm. get a free T-shirt. This isn't time in the fucking Poconos. Okay. okay, you're not learning archery there. All right, um, it's not good, not good at all. Um, okay, number nine. This is a quote, ladies and gentlemen. This is a quote. 
As for politics, I am an anarchist. I hate governments and rules and fetters. Can't stand caged animals. People must be free. It's a lovely quote. Was it A, Edward Abbey? B, Enrico Malatesta? C, Chuck Charlie Chaplin? Or D, Leo Tolstoy? Angel. I don't know. I'm going to say A. You're going to go with Edward Abbey. All right. Christopher? B? He's going with Enrico Malatesta. Just guessing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Full Metal Magdalene. What do you guess? Let's go with Charlie Chaplin. Full Metal Magdalene has tied it up, ladies and gentlemen. She got that one right. It is Charlie Chuck (laughs) U. Chaplin, which I think is fantastic that he is an anarchist. What a wonderful quote. Um, It's tattoo worthy if you do that sort of thing. Number 10. This is the final. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the final question in this half spooky, spooktober uh, quiz. And it's it's a doozy. I, I, I deliberately have done this. I will do it again. Number 10, which one of these is a real volcano name? Okay. <laughs> yep, this is kind of like the Dan Quayle thing. You're really going to have to try. Uh, is it A, Mount Kaka? B, Mount Stromboli? C, Mount Dumpling? Or D, Mount Hellfire? Which one's a real? Yeah, which one of those is an actual name to a volcano? <laughs> Tough one. You're going with Mount Hellfire. Okay. Christopher? He's already laughing. (laughs) I'm laughing at Mount Kaka. I knew you were. (laughs) That's probably the real one, though. So so many poop jokes come to mind. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Hellfire. Uh, I'm probably wrong, but it seems the most appropriate. Okay, and finally, our esteemed guest. What is your guess? A. You're going with Mount Kaka. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the correct answer, I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) You're making me laugh. I can't even announce it. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we have a three-way tie. Uh, Nobody got that one right. The Italians have a mountain near sicily oh my called God, mount so stromboli <laughs> i didn't really know that it was pronounced stromboli though i thought it was it was spelled differently because i know N- no it's, the, it's active all the time no it's uh, it's the thing that you order from your favorite really? pizza shop wow. okay. mount stromboli sorry that's what they named it and it just it had to be done now mount kaka could have been like somewhere in indonesia or south, you know, like you know, mainland Southeast Asia. That's something you think it might be in like Laos or Cambodia. It's possible. See, you know, the fooling worked on that one. I mean, and I knew I had Chris right away because if I throw a poop joke in there, man, like it's it's a hook, line, and sinker. I know my I know my team. I know my teammates, man. <laughs> so. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that in- that concludes this week's uh, quiz time. Just to let you know, a pair of assless chaps is on the line. But fortunately for uh, our uh, our guest, she doesn't have to worry about that, nor does the boss, nor does Chris, because Brian, when he returns, mm-hmm. is going to win it one way or the other. Okay? So those assless chaps are all his. But they are technically still on the line. It's kind of like at the end of a season when you know a team is running away with it and they're going to win the championship, but we can't really call it yet. Well, we're not really calling it yet, but with the fixes in, Brian's winning that fucking championship. He is getting those assless chaps. So um, I got to update the board. See, for the longest period of time, one second, please. I mean, I'm going to show you guys something here. So I'm going to take this with me here. Okay, probably gonna, a lot of shit's going to fall down, which is fine. All right, so this is how long it's been since I've updated since I've updated this. Okay, this is Fat Dick Spirit. Don't worry about that. Um, this is the Jizz Lane Deadpool that was almost two years old now. And I know Jizz is getting ready to go to trial. Um, so she's still technically alive. Uh, for how much longer? We don't know. But we're going to have to get rid of this because I think that um, I I feel like the statute of limitations applies to this. We really thought Jizz was going to meet her maker um, relatively soon after her incarceration. 
Like I had the longest period of time, which was a year. Chris had the shortest time, which was two months. And Angel said that uh, she was going to be not guilty and she wasn't going to die at all. Um, I think we have to move on and use this as a chart to see who's doing the best for quiz time, whether it be our guests, such as Full Metal Magdalene or Sal or any of the friends that we have had on. Um, but to, to track in that way, Brian can see for himself when the assless chaps will be delivered to him. I mean, because he's going to have a lot of hash marks next to his name. He doesn't even know how many rounds he's won yet, but he's he's won a substantial amount. Trust me. So uh, that concludes uh, today's show. That's all I have. Would anybody like to I'm going to turn it over to uh, the boss and then uh, my co-host uh, if they have anything else they'd like to add. And then finally, we will hand it over to Full Metal Magdalene if she has anything else. So, Angel, go ahead, please. I just want to thank Full Metal Magdalene for coming on the show. Um, it's a pleasure, as always, to have you on, and I hope to see you back soon. Thank you. I'm so uh, happy to be here. So, yeah, and then tomorrow, which is, what, the 29th, uh, my band is playing our big Halloween show at the Vortex in Akron. So... Any of our listeners that are in the Northeast Ohio area, um, come on out and see us. Um, and that's it. I don't have any other big news uh, other than after after this show, we are going to finally lock down and start recording. So the album will hopefully be coming sooner rather than later. Um, and then we can finally move on and start working on some more new music. Outstanding. I, I can't wait for it. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, I'd, I'm, I've already petitioned for an autographed copy of the, of the record. Um, I, you know, hopefully I, if you guys can make it to the show tomorrow, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's some other bands that are going to be there, but as you know, we're here for the home team, but we will be there. I think Angel's wearing a costume. You won't know who she is because um, it's that good. Um, I don't even know what I'm going as yet. I might go as the devil, which is me. So I don't have to change or do anything. I just, just put some work. horns on and you'll be cool. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yes. Um, so that's uh, that's going to be a great show tomorrow. It's going to be a great time. Uh, from what I understand, it's an awesome venue. So if you can make out to the show, that'd be great to see us and say hi. I won't have any gay soap with me. So unfortunately, you're going to have to wash your ass prior to the show. Um, <laughs> Full Metal Magdalene, do you have anything else that you would like to add or talk about before we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, just uh, two things. First is like, thank you for having me on. Uh, I love chatting with you guys. I hope to be on again in the future. And the second thing is uh, the second round of auctions for my Tezos slut and my polka dot slut are closing uh, about 23 hours from now. So if you've always wanted to buy a slut, get your bids in before the close. Excellent. Uh, hopefully, uh, Hopefully we can um, we can help at least to get the word out. And by the way, you are a friend of the podcast and the podcasters. Uh, so you are welcome here anytime. All you have to do is reach out. You're uh, you're you're part of the use guys family. Uh, you've done a lot of cool stuff and especially for us with the logo design. And we really appreciate you. Uh, so please, you're welcome here anytime. Um, before we uh, hang it up, I would like to say hi to our sponsors. Of course, I'd like to say hi to I Paint Akron, uh, Northeast Ohio Art Parties, where all accidents are happy accidents. Of course, I would like to thank Team Mandalore, which is keeping cycling weird. Please check them out at teammandalore.com. And of course, for uh, our sponsor, Ray Faba, who creates fine art and design from the Great Lakes. And ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we finally come to the conclusion of the show. It is spooky season spooky season a lot of scary things happening out there right now not just with halloween but perhaps with you as an individual <laughs> you see the weather's getting funny right now sometimes it's a little bit warm in the afternoon you know that weird autumn kind of you know you're in that uh in that yeah i guess you could say a purgatory of temperature right it's not jacket weather exactly but it's not exactly air conditioning weather well for me it is but for the rest of you normal people it probably isn't <laughs> Just be advised that just because it's getting cooler out, that those stink sweats, all those terrible things, your ass still stinks. You still need to wash properly. And especially now with the temperature dropping, that special someone or someones <laughs> that you sit next to underneath the covers on a, on a cold autumn night, perhaps having a fire. The last thing you want to happen to you is some spooky smells traveling across like Pepe Le Pew stink back in the cartoon <laughs> and attacking your nose. 
I have the solution to those stinks from your asshole to your armpits, even those of you that have the real deep, uh, what is it, uh, you know, the, the crevice that you have, your belly button, you got to dig that out of there. Todd's Gay Soap from Akron Apothecary can solve all of these problems for you. All of the fold sweats, the ass sweats, dung ditch, vaginas, all, you know, the cock and bollocks, all of it can be fixed by Todd's Gay Soap. You have the Delta variant in your asshole, clinically proven to destroy the Delta variant inside your ass should you have it. Todd's had it tested, uh, and we and we stand by these results. Uh, please support the gay community. Support Todd and the family. That's Greg and the three dogs. Wonderful people. This is the gay soap. This is your opportunity to show that you give a fuck about the gay community and having a clean ass. There's going to be a soap giveaway. For those of you, I might be sending some to my guests here today. I might be sending it to some of you later on in the year before Hanukkah and Christmas and Kwanzaa or whatever the fuck it is that you do. We're here to help celebrate with some clean ass, okay? Don't forget, AkronApothecary.com, Todd's Gay Soap, because it is... Soap for that ass. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have for this week. I'd like to thank Full Metal Magdalene. She's a wonderful lady, an incredibly talented artist. I am so very happy for her uh, success, and I'm sure that it's just the beginning along a very, very fruitful and rewarding career that she has in front of her. Please check out all of her stuff. It will be in the show notes. And uh, support our friends. Uh, support the community. This is a, a really seriously important thing that we're doing here, breaking all of those traditional boundaries for individuals like herself to get out there and be creative and not be roadblocked by some fucking asshole that wants to censor her. So uh, don't forget our friends. Please support us. Please support her. And please keep your ass clean with Todd's Gay Soap. That's all I have. Happy Halloween. Happy spooky, non-stinky asshole Halloween. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. Take Bye. care of yourselves. We'll see you in November. Bye.